Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of Daughters of Eve podcast. This is your host, Carly. And Victoria. Your other host, Victoria. And uh, we're just excited to be back and just do what the (laughs) Lord has called us to do. (laughs) Yeah. Can I open us in prayer? Yes, please. Lord, thank you, Lord, for this day. God, you're so good. Thank you that you're a father and a friend and a savior to us. I pray today, Lord God, that we would understand this in a new way. I pray, Lord God, that you would have your way with every woman that's listening, Lord, that you would speak. That, Lord, what's put in our hearts, that we would say the best we can, but, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you would just lead and you would speak to hearts today, Lord, hearts and minds. I just declare, Lord God, that these are your daughters and they want to know you more. So speak, Lord. Yeah. Have your way. Yes. Guide this conversation. Be here, Lord. We want to say what you want to say. We want to do what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Eight to the men. And yes. if you didn't say amen, say amen. Because, ladies, amen means I agree. It means so be it. Let it be done. Yes, indeed. Anto- I'm sorry. Antonio loves that word indeed. He's always like, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was like a whole other thought. It's true. He's always saying indeed. But we have to say amen. Yeah. We have to agree. I mean, if you agree. If you agree. Because you can just say amen and not agree, and it's just a word. Ooh, talk about that. It doesn't mean anything. Mm. So you got to mean what you say and say what you mean in your hearts. All right. So you want to start or I want to start? You start. Okay. So, yeah, we're talking about the whole thought of this particular episode is, um, like, understanding or stepping into the fullness of daughtership. And um, you can really step into the fullness of daughtership when you are fathered, like, when you're receiving a father, right? Like, you, in order to be a daughter, you have to have a father. Um. Mm-hmm. And so, and and a thought that I had was, and and this is, and I'm going to go into my story a little bit with my own father, but um, because your earthly father may have broken your trust, um, that really gives an opportunity to create a rift between you and, and our heavenly father, right? Even if we know it, even if we don't know it, like unawarely, this can happen. And then how your relationship with your heavenly father like what we're going to talk about in this episode too is how your relationship with your heavenly father will help you build your relationship with your earthly father. Now of course we realize that everybody has an earthly father and so we'll talk about that too and how really all of this goes down to you embracing your abba father, like your father god, you know? Um and and really allowing him to have that space in your life of a father. Um, and, and this whole Daughters of Eve podcast is really birthed from a place of 
the father wanting to heal his daughters, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we need to have these hard com- hard conversations um, when it comes to fathers. And, and so, yeah, I'll just talk a little bit about, like, my own story. Uh, so, again, this is Carly. Uh, but when I was a little girl... When I was when I was little, I was daddy's little girl. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be where my dad was. Yeah. I always wanted to sit next to him. Like if he would be watching TV, I would like sit next to him. And my dad wasn't super affectionate really at all. But I would just sit next to him and I just wanted my shoulder to touch his shoulder at least, you know? <laughs> and that yeah. would just like I love that. I just love being next to my dad. I always wanted to be where he was. Um he was a stay-at-home dad and my mom worked full time. And so he would pick me up from school. And uh, I remember he would like, we would get home from school and he would always have like, he would peel like an orange for me. And I would have like this peeled orange and where I could squeeze like the juice out of it. I don't even know how to explain it. Like he, he used to cut like a little cone on top of it. And then like, and like he would like cut slices inside of it where all the juice and it's, I'm from Florida. So we're talking about fresh Florida oranges. oranges. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing like some fresh Florida (laughs) Floridian oranges. Uh, But yeah, he would do that. And then he, I remember he would like, you know, give me my snack and then he would quickly like start on dinner. Yo, my dad is an amazing cook and I cook pretty good and I, and I owe it to my dad and my mom. They're both amazing cooks. So he would just start on dinner. Um, The house was always clean and in order. And it's funny. These are things that I don't even think about often. But as I've been preparing for this episode and just coming before the Lord, he's been reminding me of these memories. He's been bringing up these memories about my dad. And so I remember the house was always clean. The house always smelled good. It was always in order. My dad is very particular to this day about like cleanliness, you know. Um, But yeah, you know, so as I got older, I started to see things that my dad was struggling with um, and how there was really dysfunction in the home. And so, you know, I would always hear him and my mom arguing. Um, They didn't really hide it. Um, They would argue so much that they got to a point they wouldn't even sleep in the same room anymore. And um, this kept on for years. And even as I was a preteen, I remember praying that they they would divorce. I remember this one day in my room, just literally, I was actually on my knees and I was just so fed up with just hearing my my parents argue, and um, like they were just both so loud, you know. And um, and I remember just coming before God one day, just say, Lord, can they just divorce already? Like, it's so dysfunctional in this home, you know. And I couldn't take it. So when I was fourteen, they did divorce. Um, like they had a a you know just that one argument that was just like the camel on the how you say it? The camel, the straw on the camel's back. I've never heard that before. You never heard that before? No. Maybe it's a Florida thing. Whatever. So, um, that, they divorced after that. Um, and, you know, just to kind of give some context, my mom was my dad's fourth wife. And so, I was at the age that I understood my dad didn't really know how to honor his wives. Um... And so after they divorced, I began to feel a lot of resentment towards my dad. Um, he quickly moved on with another woman and her children, and I barely got to see him. And so really, he was just um, absent in my life a lot. You know, he would come around, you know, every now and then um, and take me to go 
do something fun or we would go, you know, have dinner somewhere or whatnot with, you know, his girlfriend and her family. And I remember just being there and just like, just existing, you know, but not having any connection with my dad. Um, cause I was just full of anger, full of, um, a lot of resentment towards him. Now around this time, my mom, she worked, you know, two to three jobs to be able to financially support my brother and I. Um, and when I was younger, um, my dad, I don't know, I just wanted to kind of share all of this too. And it might sound like I'm everywhere, but my dad was a leader at a church that we went to. And so that was another thing. I saw him as one person in the church and then at the same time being consumed by sin outside of the church, you know, and that caused confusion in my mind. Like, and I had to deal with that later on with the Lord. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, why is he one person here and at home? he's someone else, you know, not really honoring my mom or, um, you know, all these different things. And so I carried a lot of just straight up hate towards my dad. I remember just feeling like, man, this guy is just the worst, you know, like I don't, I lost all respect for him. Anything that, and, and mind you, he was still walking with the Lord. And so at the time I was, I remember like later on in my teens, I backslid and I was just living my own life. And he would call me and say like, I'm praying for you. Um, like, you know, just remember that, you know, you need to seek the Lord. Um, remember you shouldn't do this. And she like always, he always went down a list of things I should not do because it wasn't pleasing to God. Um, and I remember just rolling my eyes on the other side of that call. Like, bro, really? Like you're the last person to talk about, um, pleasing God or, or seeking the Lord or all these different things that I just, I just didn't receive anything that he would say to me. Um, so that's just kind of like the rough part of the story. Just sort of, again, just kind of give some context. Um, now years later, I remember when my nephew was born, we're diving deeply. Yeah, we really are. Even now, if you're being, if this is triggering or like bringing memories to yourself, like don't like don't turn this off yeah like stay here yeah let it let it rise let it come yeah you know this is this is part of healing this is part of you know i have all my stories i mean carly's just sharing hers but like don't tap out yeah the lord has something to say about this this matter and and it really is a gift because there's something about or saying daughters of eve daughters of eve like we're saying but like kind of pausing on like I'm not going to understand being a daughter and, and, and really stepping into the fullness of being a daughter until I understand how to be fathered. Yeah. There's a gift there for us. Um, I don't want, I know you're about to go into a story, but like, I just want to check in on hearts yeah. here and even just check your heart right now. If yes. you need to pause this video yes. and be like, Lord, this is coming up. Right. And I even was just praying and I felt like the Lord said to just give it to me. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever's, whatever's coming up in your mind and your bringing up your dad and oh it's it's bringing up old feelings or whatever it is give it to god mm. right now mm-hmm. um and i felt like the lord's just like let me father you and i i believe the lord's just gonna speak to each and every individual yes um, so just wanted to intersect that yeah. really quick no that's continue. so good that's so good thank you friend um yeah i remember um what was it when my nephew was born my nephew was my nephew was a miracle baby. He is a miracle baby. He was born. Um, my sister in law was twenty six and a half weeks pregnant. He was super preemie. He was one pound ten ounces when he was born. Um, 
praise God, he is now a 10-year-old, healthy little boy, um, young man. Anyway, um, that time was very scary for our family. Uh, and him being like the first baby in our family um, was definitely just a time that really brought us together. And even my brother um, and I, I remember us just having conversations. They were, you know, at the time just um, really seeking the Lord. And we would just come together as a family and um, and pray. <laughs> Ooh, I was not expecting this. Um, we would just come together and just seek the Lord. Um, because we knew that there was a call on my nephew's life and that the enemy was after him. And so we would literally, my nephew was in the hospital after he was born for three and a half months. And we would go, I think almost daily and, um, just sit in the hospital in the waiting room and, um, just open up the word together. We would have Bible studies, my dad included. And, um, that time opened up a space for us to have hard conversations with my dad my brother and I, um, individually and together and, um, just share our heart with him and, and ask questions like, Hey, why, why do you feel like this happened? Or why do you, why did you make this decision? Um, or this is how your decision affected me and my life, you know, and get, and getting and speaking to him from a place of wanting understanding, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, wanting to hear his heart, like yes, what's yes, going yes, on with yes. him. And then me too, I was at a place where I realized my own flaws and I saw, wait a minute, I judged my dad this whole time, but here I am struggling and I've had my struggles where I've backslid, where I've um, walked away from the Lord and was consumed in my own sin and all these different things. And it allowed me to see my dad differently and to see, okay, wait a minute, the man was just struggling out here and he just did not know how to, you know, go about it, I guess, you know, and it just, it, it softened my heart towards him a little bit more. And so we had those conversations during that time. Um, and then I started asking the Lord, like, show me, like, show me about my dad, like, show me what yeah. about him that you, like, I've learned, you mm-hmm. know, the good mm-hmm. things, you know, and he started reminding me. And I may have mentioned this in other episodes, but my dad taught me the importance of prayer. Like, I remember when my parents were married and I was younger and I would wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom or whatever, or grab some water um, from the kitchen. I would see my dad on his knees in the living room praying. And I would just, this was like an every night thing. Like, homie, it wasn't just like, he was praying, praying like all the time. And, um, and even like, even in the simple things, like during the day, like, I don't know, we would just, we would have dinner, like he would always pray, or he would have one of us pray. Um, he would be doing something, he would just take a breath. And my dad was always praising the Lord. He would take a breath, he'd be like, Lord, I just thank you. Or Lord, you know, in Spanish, like, Lord, like, you know, thank you, Lord, for this day. Oh, Lord, you are good. Like, he was just always praising the Lord and always praying. He always, he just taught me the importance of prayer. And um, and also, more recently on, on his birthday, my dad just turned um, 85 years old. 
it confused me for a second because he thought he turned 86 but anyway that's another story he just turned <laughs> 85 years old um earlier this month and um i was on the phone with him he still lives in florida i'm in texas now and i wanted to pray for my dad and so as i was praying for him the lord also reminded me that um more about his character and that no matter what my dad went through or no matter what he did he always ran back to the father he always always ran back to the father and he would always repent before the lord and so that showed me like man like that's the best thing to do you know when you go through things and you are um when you sin or you fall short we all fall sh- we all fall short but the best thing to do is to run back, you know, and yeah. um, and just come back to the Father. Just come back to the Lord. My dad always taught me that. So that's something that the Lord just recently, like, reminded me of. And I'm like, oh, man, I never realized that before, you know. And here I am getting so caught up on the negative things, on how he failed and how whatever he treated my mom or whatever the case was. And not realizing that, man, this man just was a son and is a son in need of his father, you know, and he would always run back to the father. So that's just some of my story when it comes to my dad. We're at this place now that he's, as I mentioned, his age, he's much older and he's in great health. Um, he's lived, he's lived his life, you know, he's learned from his mistakes and all these things. And I just honor him and I love him. And, um, yeah, sometimes thoughts come up, you know, and, and frustrations or questions come up um, specifically because there's still there's still a reconciliation that needs to take place in my family. Um, and I've seen how because of my dad's actions, um, it just has caused a lot of pain and hurt in my family members, you know. And I would say that that's still a part that's Um, because there's still reconciliation needed, my heart sometimes aches when it comes to that, you know, but I just have to keep giving it back to the Lord and just saying, Lord, like, I know, um, that you are a God of reconciliation. You know what I mean? You are a God of restoration. Like you restore all things. And, um, and I believe that that's going to happen before, um, the Lord takes my dad home, you know? So anyway, that's, that's that. That's so good. Yeah, I celebrate you for just sharing. Thanks. It's hard to be vulnerable. Yeah, I think that's one of our things as daughters. Like, it's hard to go there. And even for dads, you know, when you want to talk about something that's confrontational. Yeah. And, um, well, she just set me up because there was something I, I wanted that the Lord put on my heart to share. A parable in the Bible, the story of the lost son. And before I go there, like, I just want to highlight some practical things that Carly just gave. Um, when you don't know how to, like, start the conversation or go there, she, Carly said, like, I, I went to the Lord. I went to my heavenly father first. And he helps. And he's a helper. You know, he already wants to help us and, and father us already. Yeah. You know, um, the next thing she talked about is I... Well, I looked at my father and I saw what Heavenly Father sees about him. And he, he taught me this. Mm. He, he, she, she looked at him with different eyes. And only the Lord can really help you do that. You have to let the Lord say, Lord, help me see my dad the way you do. Yeah. You know, and then, and then she could say, you know what? My dad taught me this. 
My dad taught me this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and for the sake of being closer in relationship, for the sake of um, fighting for a relationship with her dad, you know, she went low. She said, Dad, you know, these things. And so yeah. these are these are just highlighting the practical stuff here. Not stuff. Practical ways and tools. Sorry. That was, dang, my bad. That's like 101 a podcast. Turn off your phone. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> See, y'all, <laughs> we're not the ones out here. I'm not. I'm just like, dang. I forget that. Sorry, it's everybody. Good. It's good. Well, I was good. close to the mic. It's real Hopefully life. It. Yeah, this is real life. <laughs> okay um, so the scripture that i wanted to read well no this supports you said something about um understanding what's in my dad's heart mm-hmm. that was what you were saying mm-hmm. lord help me understand what's in his heart and that's always been something for me like because Love is a choice, yes. Mm-hmm. We, if I say I love you, I'm saying I'm choosing you. Yeah. Regardless of what you said or what you've done or how I feel, mm-hmm. today I, I, I'm deciding right now to choose you. Or yeah. in other words, to love you. You know, the Lord. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to choose your dad when, you know, things have happened and he's hurt and brought pain. Or, mm-hmm. you know... Um, it's hard to choose too when he when your dad might want to push away you know when it's a time where you might want to be honest mm-hmm. and you're just fearful like I don't know how he's going to respond but it's like Lord, well I, dad I want to know what's in your heart I don't want to hurt your heart yeah. I don't want to hurt you but I I want to understand what's in your heart and why you know these things and for me personally like coming to the heavenly father first we keep saying this but this is really how we've done it and i've seen fruit in my relationship with my own dad is going to my heavenly father first and letting him father me letting him speak to my heart and um we all know the story in of the parable of the prodigal son right he takes his part of the inheritance and he goes he lives his own life the other brother stays right um the part I want to start reading is when, when the son comes to his senses, when he's, when he's sitting there with the pigs looking at, he's starving and he's thinking like, man, I know my brother's eating good right now at dad's house. Like I know mm-hmm. that my dad with his, I don't know, did he say he had vineyards? Whatever. The dad had wealth Yeah. and he's over here struggling, you know? And there's a part where it says, and I just kind of want to get to that part, um, let me find it i'm reading in luke 15 um starting in 17 so this is while he's feeding the pigs no one would give him anything and in 17 it says when he came to his senses when he realized realized he said how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food and here i am dying of hunger And 18 says, I'll get up, go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he's just picturing, this is what I'm going to say to my dad when I get there. Like, this is the statement. When I get there, 
I'm not trying to be your son. I'm just trying to, like, work for you. And I understand what I did. He understands that he's yeah. in the wrong. Right. He looks at himself. And he's like, I know what I've done. You know? So Sorry, I know I just read that. And so continuing with verse 20. Um, I don't know how, how much I'm supposed to read. I'm in a place right now. And I, I think I just feel led to say this. That scripture of trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledging him and he directs our path. There's promise there. All of us are are wanting a directed path from the Lord. And there's something about when we don't have to like make sense of things all the time, even just pointing with with what we're talking about here. When we just acknowledge the Lord and give it to him, like he will show us the way. He will show mm-hmm. us how. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, I, sorry. Going, so going back to the scripture, um, I left off in 20. But anyways, he gets to the house. I'll, I'll just summarize because I want to get to a particular part. When he gets to the house, um, it says this, But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran, the dad, he ran and threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father told his servants, quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Uh, Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it. And let's celebrate with a feast because my son of the son, this son of mine was dead and is alive again. Mm. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. The heart of fathers and their heart of hearts, they always want to draw close to their son and daughter. Mm. That that never like leaves a father. In their heart of hearts. Yeah. I think that's what dads are after. And maybe sometimes they don't say it right or they it doesn't get portrayed that way. But in their hearts, they want to be close to their kids, mm, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like saying this, too. We're not just talking to the crowd that has earthly fathers either. We're also... They're spiritual fathers. Even just before, we, we kind of had this concern where we're like, how we're talking about it. We don't want to make it seem like, oh, we're just talking to people who have their dads here. Mm-hmm. We're not excluding, because let's look at just people in the in the Bible. There's, there's people like Esther, mm-hmm. who was fathered by Mordecai. That wasn't her dad, but, you know, she was fathered by him in a season in her life when she needed him. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we're talking about? Like, look at... Naomi and and Ruth like there was a time where Ruth I'm sorry yeah Ruth needed a mother Mm -hmm. you know and Naomi needed a daughter and they weren't blood but in the time in their lives they needed each other and the Lord allowed for it because the Lord knows our needs he knows what we need in a season and in a time and also think about I'm sorry just yeah go ahead going back to Esther and Mordecai we always have to think about this life we're on an assignment here you know um and we're on an assignment and the Lord has given us a purpose 
and the purpose is really the main goal the end goal here is eternity with him mm-hmm. anyway it's eternity with the father right but he's placed us here on this world in this world so that we can bring others with us and so even going back i'm thinking about esther and mordecai i was med- meditating on that a few minutes ago and i'm like man mordecai specifically was sent to father esther because he knew the assignment that god had on Come esther's on. life yes you know yes. so there's an assignment we have to think about it this way like lord what is the assignment that you've placed on my life and who was the father yes. again speaking to those who um That's may not have an earthly father but who yeah. is the father that you are bringing to me to execute this assignment that you've given me yes. and as we know esther for such a time as this she literally was placed and given that opportunity to partner with god to bring freedom and to save the jewish nation yeah you know what i mean like that's wild think about this assignment we have to be eternity minded Mm -hmm. and that comes with these hard conversations and hard topics of um of embracing our father you know Mm -hmm. sorry i just had to kind of no no that was good that's true yeah and we have to ask, too, like, Lord, send me a father. Yeah. Who is that person? Highlight them, that person yeah. to me. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yes, we know how the story goes with, with, the, with the lost son. But uh, the part I wanted to really highlight here was the other son. Um, I'll just read it. In, in verse 25, it says, Now his older son was in the field. As he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he summoned one of his, the servants, questioning what these things meant. Um, the servant said, your brother is here, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he, has, because he has him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and didn't want to go in. So his father came out and pleaded with him. But he replied to his father, look, I have been slaving many years for you, but I have never, but I have never disobeyed your orders. And yet you never gave me a goat and that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has, sorry, who has uh, devoured your assets with prostitutes and slaughtered the fattened calf for him and, and. Yeah, so basically he's just complaining about all this. And then he says, sorry. Um, Well, I'll just pause there. What I love is how God God is showing how he fathers here in in this story. Because the father recognizes that his son is upset. And he, the, the father goes out to the son and is like, hey, like, what's going on? You know, yeah. he, the, the father knows when we're struggling, you know, and this dad was just like, son, like, what's going on? And so, and he lets him speak, mm. you know, and so the son, well, I'm mad because, you know, here I am serving you, loving you, honoring you, and you're, whole, you're throwing a whole party for this son that, like, took your money and mm. wants to tr- wants to try to come back in the family. So there's, like, some strife there. I've been um, here this whole time. Right. And um, th- here's, what, here's what the father says to him. He says, son, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
the, the father here first i love that carly highlighted this when we were like studying it but like she said or we love the fact that he says son like he just like speaks yes. to him he says it's like he speaks to his identity, identity. His son yeah he brings him in on the why mm-hmm. he, he says to his son this is why i'm doing it yeah and i want you to be a part of it yeah Think about it. He saw his his saw his son in the distance, upset, and he no father wants his son to be out of the celebrating. Yeah, to be left. And out. so for the sake, yeah, to be left out. And so for the sake of getting his other son that you know stepped out, he brought him in, and that is mm-hmm. a heart of a father. Yeah. I want to bring in who's a, the fathers they bring in. You know, yes. there's things to celebrate, and so he has. So that's why he pauses and he goes to this other son. You know, and then and then he he helps him to see, um, through his through the father's eyes, we're celebrating and rejoicing because look, your brother was dead and now and is alive. He was mm-hmm. lost and now he's found. Mm-hmm. And so, when we come to our father to our, to help us, he can give us his eyes to see and to understand. Yeah. Um, and I'm bringing these things up because things that are might be hard for us to understand, or there's bitterness about certain things. Like, our Heavenly Father can help us. He helps us to see the situation in a new way, in mm-hmm. a way that we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. And that is fathering. Yeah. You know, people don't like to hear the word con- correcting or, like, words like submitting. But, like, the Lord, cor- this Father corrected him. And yeah. he showed it in a, in a, a loving way, yeah. how, how it should be, you know. He speaks to his identity. He, first, he sees him that he's struggling, you know, far out. And he won't hit for for bringing him in, he goes out to him, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, he speaks to him and stuff. It, but anyways, I, I wanted to highlight that because the Lord cares and he can help us when we're stuck. Yeah. He already wants to, to help us when we're stuck and, and father us. Yeah. Yeah, and even with that, like, um, in those times, um, I don't know, I'm just thinking about how the father was... He was, I, I can't remember how they worded it, but he was, like you said, a wealthy man. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't cultural. It wasn't part of the culture for fathers to run to their children, you know? So he came against the culture norms out of pure love to really run after his, like, son. Like, he ran towards his son, rather, you know, when he saw him at a distance. It says he saw him at a distance and he, like, ran, to embrace him and to receive him and give him what already belongs to him. And it just reminds me of our Heavenly Father. That's what he wants to do with us, you know. I know so many of us can really relate to the prodigal story. Um, and even, too, like, just the whole... the I There's healing. This mm-hmm. is the assignment on this podcast. The Lord says, I want to heal my daughters. And so that's what the Lord is doing, and that's what we're believing that he's going to do through this episode is heal those daddy issues. Let's keep it real. (laughs) There's so many daddy issues um, that many daughters have experienced and the Lord wants to heal those places in our hearts. And, you know, recently I've been having conversations leading up to this episode, um, having some conversations with people about their relationship with their fathers and like how the brokenness of that relationship has hindered their relationship with Father God, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. something that's very much a common thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And even as I mentioned earlier, when I've had to walk through forgiveness with my dad, 
um, and remembering the good things that he's taught me and still being reminded of those things that were hurtful, but continuing to give them to the Lord. Um, and it's something we have to do sometimes even daily. Like what I'm learning too is that forgiveness happens in layers sometimes, you know, like you can choose to forgive and, and we wanted to talk about some practicals too. Um, but even before going there, like, um, a question came up, like, what are the things that our fathers may have passed on to us that the Lord did not intend for us to take on, you know, um, and asking the Lord to search your heart when it comes to that. Uh, and I'll even say this. I remember, I remember me and my cousins all hanging out and this is a time where I wasn't really walking with the Lord, but I remember us always joking about how we were just like our dads because our dads were, there was just certain characteristics that we all identified and like, oh, yep, we're just like my dad, you know, or or they would see me and they would say, you're just like your dad, because one day one, one foot is in the church and the next day the other foot's out in the club or whatever, in party mode or whatever, you know. And so I remember I remember literally receiving that and accepting that as truth and as my reality. And say, man, you're right. I really am just like my dad. Because they would know I would only come around when I was backsliding. And I was, like, wanting to hang out and, you know, all the things. And then when I was, I would distance myself. is because I really wanted to focus on the Lord. And I knew, and I love my cousins to this day. Like, I love these girls. Um, but, you know, we would know that when we would get together, it was just to hang out, you know. And to do the things that we were, that brought us together which was smoking you know and so when i wasn't around they knew oh yep carl she's 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 walking with god again you know oh but she'll be back so there was always this thing and this label placed on me that i had received oh i'm just like my dad you know and i'm i'm following in my dad's footsteps but in reality i'm just like my dad in the sense where i know how to run back to my father and that's what the Lord has, you know, talks about in the word. He turns all things into good for those who obey him and those, um, I think those who obey his command. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it reminds me of that. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like my dad in the sense that I know no matter what I've gone through, no matter what I've done, no matter how much um, I may have separated myself from the Lord and not pleased the Lord, I always know how to run back to my father, you know. And I just wanted to ask that question, like, what are the things, has there been something that you feel like your father may have passed on to you um, that the Lord is like, no, that's not it, you know? Um, and asking the Lord to search that, mm-hmm. search that and come against that lie mm-hmm. um, of the enemy of of trying to label you something that you're not. Um, because first, like, first and foremost, you're a daughter you're a daughter of the most high god first you know and then you're you know and then every other relationship comes after that so just wanted to share that and even and even the simplicity of one of the ten commandments you know and tori you brought this Mm -hmm. when we were like preparing the other day like in exodus 20 12 where it says honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the lord your god is giving you And I love what you said. You said the only commandment, this is like the only one of the 10 commandments 
with a fulfilled promise attached to it. You know, it's like, do this. Like, the other one says, do not murder, do not steal. You know, like, straight to the point. You know what I mean? But this was like, honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Um, And so just being reminded of that, like, Lord, and even if we feel like we can't honor our dad or we don't know how to honor them, like, and honor means what? Like, assigning heaven's value on a person. You know, and so really it's just saying, Lord, like, help me to honor my dad. Help me to see him how you see him. Give me eyes for him. Give me your heart for him so that I may understand, you know, because it's important to God um, that we have a good relationship with our earthly father uh, because he knows how our minds work. He knows how our hearts work. He knows that our relationship with them can affect our relationship with him. So that's important to God, you know, um, and how our relationships are. And um, and even in Romans, Romans 8, 15, it says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons mm-hmm. by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And so, again, that can be, uh, this, this is for all of us, but... um. When I was asking the Lord for a scripture, he brought this up uh, specifically pertaining to those who don't have, literally don't have their dad, you know, whether like they just don't have a relationship with him because it's maybe better off that way. And and unfortunately, that's the case sometimes. Um, But just being reminded that we have been adopted, you know what I mean? We do have an Abba father. He's the one who, and he's the perfect father. He's literally the most patient, the most faithful, present. He's literally always present and always there. And that's something that I've learned and I've had to learn um, with my relationship with God. Is like, oh, wait a minute. You are always here. You don't say that you're going to come and then not show up. He sees us. You know, you see, you he's see Emmanuel. me. Yes. God with us. So, yeah. It just, it just fills my heart with so much peace and joy just remembering that promise that he will never leave me and will never forsake me and um yeah fight for your relationship with your dad yeah the truth is this uh ladies that our struggle is not against flesh and blood yes but it's against principalities yeah and just dark things in this world and the enemy doesn't like family Mm -hmm. he never has and sometimes we have to go low and we have to be the ones that go first Mm. and that's okay the Lord will help us to show us how to do it um but we have acts if if those that have their just speaking to those that have their fathers you have access to a father mm-hmm. and sometimes we might get get too caught up on well my dad did this and he wasn't present and he wasn't this and he when i needed him here he he wasn't that or and maybe he was or was not but the truth is that you have him now don't be like this other son that's doesn't lean in and pull on 
we we've had a question that we're asking about like this because what he says to the son is like you've always had access to me you know because he's going back to the uh, going back to the parable Mm -hmm. um he's saying that we could have celebrated you know we could have had a good time we could have had the dinner we could have had the um the celebration and just again pointing back to like your fathers that you have here yeah you could have those things you know you could have the dinner and 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 the relationship you know um but my thought was this that sometimes we will get too caught up on like my dad wasn't this when I needed him in that time Mm -hmm. and we can miss out on well today he is here yeah and if you're in your heart saying I just I want to be fathered and I want a father but my dad is this way well first how we're saying what we're saying is go to the heavenly father first and he will help you yeah he'll give you a new heart for your father yes. he, he's the one who helps with forgiveness you know we have to forgive it's not an option yeah and we're not saying that we're forgiving people's sin because there's some hard things that have happened not even just outside of our fathers but our mothers or people or whatever it is right. it's not our job to forgive sin that's jesus's job yeah it's our job is to guard our heart yes. to make sure that there's no unforgiveness in me yes lord help help me with my heart here you know if you say that we're supposed to honor our father and mother then lord help me with this Say those things to the Lord. Yeah. Let let him father you through. And yeah. you're going to see fruit come when you begin to um, get with an earthly father. And not get with them, but like be, just be a daughter. There's something, I remember so many times like where the Lord would be speaking to me about certain things in my life. And when I would kind of just, or when I would go to talk with my dad like my dad would say the same things that my that the heavenly father was speaking, mm. like they were, it was all parallel. Do you know, oh. and yeah, <laughs> it's just there's fruit there for us that we can miss out. Yeah. Don't be like this other son that misses out on celebrating reconciliation. Amen. You know? Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And one other practical thing I wanted to say was, like, for me, I would, um, sorry, I, I was playing with the book. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, Here's the problem, uh, ladies. I fidget so much. <laughs> Fidgeter! It's, it's, like, I have to, I have to, like, do something to think. And I, I think I'm barely accepting that on this podcast. I'm just admitting <laughs> to that right now. Like, I always kind of knew it, but like, I'm Girl, just, I just I accept the fact that I fidget. When we're on the phone, I'd be asking her because I'd be hearing like her doodling or something. I'm like, what are you fidgeting with now? It's funny. It's fun. It's fun. Why? It's okay. They can listen to all the You know how like things. Jesus drew stuff in the sand when he was talking that one time? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those situations. That's one of those things. Okay. One of them things. I hear it. Not just kidding. That's good. Um, what was I saying? Oh, 
well, we kind of already already said it, but yeah. <laughs> but just like, just go before the Lord. Yeah. First. So first. some quick, um, practical steps to stepping into full daughtership, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord to search your heart. Yes. Is there unforgiveness in your heart towards your yes. father? And have you allowed a wall between you and your heavenly father? So just ask him to search your heart. He's like, when you ask him to search your heart, it doesn't mean that he doesn't already know what's in your heart. That's the thing. That's the beauty. That's the beautiful thing about, about this. Like when you ask him to search your heart, it's really you just giving him full permission to bring up those things that he's been wanting to bring up, you mm-hmm. know, so that he can address it and walk with you through it. You mm-hmm. know, it's not for him to be like, yeah, girl, you're tripping. You are like full of bitterness, all the things. We know that. That's nothing new. You know, right. the Lord knows that. But he wants to. He's so gentle. He's so gentle that he just wants to come in to your heart. And for the person that might be spectating right now, well, is that really true? Well, Jesus literally laid out a parable that this is true. That look at Jesus, look at the son when he mm-hmm. comes to his senses and he comes all, you know, he had all these thoughts about mm-hmm. how am I going to bring this up to my dad? Mm-hmm. Think about in the story, how many times that he maybe went back. It was just like, you know what? Maybe I can't do this. I can't face my dad. Never mind. Mm. But he actually got there. And when he got there, his dad ran to him. Yes. He was looking for him. Been yes. looking for him. Yeah. Runs yes. to him. He lets him share what he had to share. And he's like, all right, let's get this party started. Yeah. I need to find cat. I need a calf. I need um. Yes. all the things that he says. Yeah. This is the heart of a heavenly father. Yeah. It's yeah. not a push away. It's, I mean, bring you in. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Bring me. Come how you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I just want to say. No, that's great. Yeah, so asking him to search your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, forgive. Um, and you already touched on this, but asking God to help you to forgive. Forgiveness, forgiveness comes in layers. And um, when we say it out loud, like our hearts will soon align with those words, you know? And you can just say, Lord, help my heart um, to receive, like, what my father is saying. Like, if you're you're, um, having these hard conversations, like, you know, we can ask the Lord to prepare our hearts, you know, to hear what what our dads are actually saying. And then three, um, allow your father to father you. You talked about this. Um, even if they've made mistakes, and that's a practical way that leads to forgiveness. Um, again, have those hard conversations. And then not just forgive, but ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, ask for the Lord to show you how you may have offended your father. Yes. You know, because they they have hearts too, you know. They have mm-hmm. feelings too. They have emotions, whether they were in the wrong or not, you know. Yeah. Um, again, the word says to honor our father and our mother. And so we, part of asking the Lord to search your heart is to bring up those things that will expose the enemy Mm -hmm. so that we know how to address it. We know how to bring it to the Lord. And part of that includes like repenting, Mm -hmm. repenting before the Lord and repenting before your father, you know. Last but not least, the simplicity of asking the Lord, help me to be a daughter. That's it. Help me. Help me to be a daughter. I don't know. Maybe you've been estranged from your father for many years, or maybe I was listening to a, um, someone's testimony earlier today, and, and she was just sharing how, and it's crazy, I had no idea it was going to be about her broken relationship with her father, but she was just sharing how um, her dad would, her and her dad would spend time together when he would actually come around, and um, 
they would never talk about emotional things. Like her father just wanted to take her to do fun things, which actually related with that because I remember that being the case for many years, you know? Um, and so let's say you, you know, your relationship just reconciled with your father. Ask the Lord to help you to be a daughter and not just your father, but help you to be a daughter. Most importantly, again, the most priority thing we want you to really understand is your relationship with your heavenly father. Um, and ask him to help you to be a daughter to him, you know, and embrace him as your father. Amen. Got anything else on your heart, Tay? We always have things in our hearts to say, but it's like the matter of when is it time to say. Yeah. You know, there's so much to say on this topic. I don't know if we'll revisit it, but maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies, um, I know this may not have been the funnest episode, maybe for some of y'all, but it needed to be said. And um, we're just grateful for the Lord um, allowing us to have this opportunity to encourage, to speak life, to speak truth. challenge and speak truth into the matter. Um, because we, we want to be all that God has called us to be. We're not living this life. We're not in this world to just passively live and just allow things to take place in our lives. Yes. But we need to, we need to aggressively um, live up to our calling before the Lord. Um, and we will not walk into calling if you don't understand identity as being a daughter. So that's why it's that serious. Yeah. Like, no, you won't step into the fullness of yes. your calling and the fullness of it yes. until you know how to be a daughter. Because mm. the Lord is always, he's always looking at the heart. Yeah. He's always, it's always been a matter of the heart. Always. What's in your heart? You know, and that's what we're after here, ladies, and and you can do it. Yeah, you're you're capable of carrying the Lord with you to reconcile. The Lord already did it for you on the cross. Yes. So get under that grace. Yes. And go have conversations. Yeah. We've inter. I think we've we've interceded Mm -hmm. a lot for this to be done in your lives. You know. This is why we're also having this podcast, too. Yes. You know? And run. So go be about it. Go be in about Jesus it. Name. Go just talk about it. Be, be about, about it. it. Be Love you, ladies. Boo. boo. Did you say boo? <laughs> be about it, boo. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Peace and love. Bye.